Hello, and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma, and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives, and each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, all my lovely listeners. I am here with such a special person. Um, I have had the pleasure of just starting to get to know her a little bit. And I really wanted to bring Taryn on uh, today. Um, And I think after we've conversed, uh, it might have to be a few podcast episodes we'll need to do because she has an amazing story uh, to share. And um, I'm just really, really happy to have her here. So Taryn Moore is a gentle trauma release practitioner and empowerment coach. Her mission in life is to help women find themselves, the truest energy of who they are and how they want to be in the world. And once they find it, to live from that space instead of the one created by their past. Taryn is also a full-time education developer for a manufacturing association where she connects needs and wants with programs that support employee growth and advancement. She utilizes all her experiences to help others. Oh my gosh, I love that. Welcome, Taryn. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. You know, I've always just, when we're on the calls, it's always, I'm always learning something from you. So I'm glad to be here, but also I know that I'm just getting to know you better. And, um, you know, there's a, I think there's a lot of things we're going to do together. I just, I just know it. This is, that's just the way it is. One of the reasons I love your, the intro here that uh, you gave me so much too, is that I use a lot of the same words that you use. And my mission is very, very, very much in line with what your mission is. And just Mm -hmm. for our listeners, um, so Taryn and I have gotten to know each other um, through, well, we were in the, were you in the empowerment coaching the same time? I was in, I was in there, I think before you, um, but I met you through the, the online you know, right through our group and, for empowerment coaching. and I think we even talked together before you became became yes, on the I, program I think so I think so too yeah. and because I believe in it so much I wanted good people to be in Isabella's program so yes yes so now we are in well Taryn's much much further along this journey than I am I'm just really starting out at you are certified now yes as yes. a mm-hmm. dental trauma release practitioner mm-hmm. And I am just starting, you know, I've, well, I've been in it a while, but, you know, due to all kinds of other circumstances, I haven't, I'm not quite as far along as I'd like to be, but I'm getting there. And I really wanted to have you on today, Taryn, because I think you are an amazing illustration of not just what um, gentle trauma release has done for you um, and can do, you know, what it does for so many but also how you are now um, sharing it with other people and helping other people in a really deep way 
and your perspective on things is really quite unique. And I don't know if you know that, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'd love you to just start telling our listeners about some of your journey um, that got you to uh, gentle sure. trauma release. Sure. Um, you know, when we talk about our past, we all, we all have things that are bad. Right. And, and for me, growing up, um, you know, my mother was married to my father who was an alcoholic and that brought its own level of experiences. And then she remarried. And so I, I, I was, I was born and raised in Hawaii, which is a very, very different than in being in the U S I had a father who was a chief off, a chief petty officer in the Navy. And my mother married an officer. So I lived in two different spaces. I lived in an it's just different. You're treated differently when you're a chief petty officer and you're treated differently when you're in the, um, in the, um, in the officer level. And so I had so many experiences with so many different people that I, I learned really quickly that, um, I could get along with and appreciate everybody. I, I always had that, that, um, that feeling about people in general. My parent, my father was, um, uh, from the, from, um, North Carolina. And I lived in North Carolina as a young child when I was very, very little. I was, I think like first grade maybe. And my neck, the, the woman that lived, the, my, my father, my father's family ran a, a, um, I thought they owned the, 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 um, farm, but they didn't, they were working it. And so was this other family and the young girl and I got, got to be friends because we were the same age and she was a young black woman. And I was a white woman in a young kid in New York, in North Carolina. And I wanted to be like her (laughs) and I had to have her braids and, you know, I had to, I had to learn how they live, how she lived and what she loved. And, and my grandmother thought I was being disrespectful and almost threatened to, um, Mm. to beat me because I was dressing like a black. And my mother was like, wait a minute, you know, and we grew up in Hawaii where we're basically Mm. kind of like a, the, as military, we were the, the, um, the ones that weren't supposed to be there. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. And so I, um, got to see life and I, we did laundry that at a, at a, um, at a laundromat and we, there were two places, one for whites and one for blacks. And we were doing our laundry in the black side, but we, we didn't know we, I, we had no idea. Hmm. And so I approached life in such a different way. And I, I got involved with people of all different nationalities and, um, and experiences. And um, so, so there was a side of me, I was going through this problem when my father, when my mother remarried, um, my father as an alcoholic had, people staying at the house and, and uh, because it had too much to drink and there was, um, and we'd go to a friend's house where they were drinking and, or he would take us to a bar and, and um, we'd be eating pizza and he would be drinking and then he'd be driving us home. And so there were all these things where I was supposed to be an adult. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was uh, molested in um, at that, at that point, um, I, I had to, do, do the work, like telling the guy, you're not going to touch me anymore. And if you do, I'm going to tell my dad and, um, and things like that, that just happened quite a bit, but my mother and father didn't know it was happening. And then, you know, you go, you, my mother remarries and we meet another, you know, and I meet a new dad and, um, I'm, uh, no longer a, a grown up. I'm a child. Mm. They want me to be a child. And I was 
in charge at home when right. my mom, when, you know, so, so there was all these things going on in my life and I, and I was strong enough to heal, to handle it in my mind. Right. So anyway, I, um, but, but that has nothing to do really at this point with regard to how I got into GTR. I wanted to help other people. And I have always from, I'd say from when I first started working, um, I wanted to help women. I just did not want people to go through life miserable. I, I wanted women to be treated like men when it came to looking for work. I wanted to help people that were homeless, women that were homeless that needed to find a job. I wanted to help them with their resumes. I wanted to do everything I could to help these women be successful. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I started. Well, some of the, my husband died four years ago and all of these women that used to work with me showed up for his, for his Mm -hmm. funeral. And we had drinks afterwards, not drinks. I wasn't drinking by that point at that point, but, um, uh, I've, I've quit drinking 10 years ago and I was, I was quite a heavy drinker, but mostly just wine, nothing really serious, but it started in college and I kept it up for a while. And it's about been 15 years since I've quit. But anyway, um, they show up and they, and they say, Taryn, you need to do that. You need to help people. You need to do this. You need to help women. I keep helping women and you should start your own business and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm like, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm 60 years old and I'm like, I, you know, I, that makes sense. It's what I want to do. And I wanted to get on the road and I'm a traveler. And I said, this is a great idea. So I signed up for a coaching a program and that's where I met Isabella. So mm. Isabella was one of the instructors and she started after I finished my training with um, general trauma um, empowerment. I knew that it was there, but it just seemed, it was talk therapy basically. And yeah. I felt, and I don't, I didn't know why at the time, but I knew there was something different and I was dealing with a lot of weight and I was, I had a, a site and I was t- t- helping women see themselves differently. I had a website. I have, I have over th- 5,000 people on my site and wow. I would just, I was just sharing my stories, everything that ever happened to me and how I handled it or how I dealt with it. And, and I knew something was different and all these women wanted was help losing weight. And I was like, that's not, uh, that's not my job. That's your job. And I, a diet's not going to do it. You've got to work within inside of you. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was GTR. I really didn't. And so she and I started talking and I'm looking at what I can do to help others. You know, pretty easy. I don't have to worry about myself. And so I sign, I sign up for this class and she, and she'll even tell you, she was, she knew that one of us was not going to really believe it. Mm. And I was that person Mm -hmm. like this might help for everybody else, but it ain't helping for me. Yeah. Not happening. Well, we went, I went through the training and I kept getting trained. And in order to, to graduate, you have to practice with other people. So I, I, I had a group of my friends that um, wanted to do it and other women that I had met over the years. And I had this huge group of people from my site that were interested and I started doing it with them. And, but I also had to do it with other, with the other coaches. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we, at the time, there were only four of us taking the course, I think. And then shortly thereafter, a couple more came in and a couple of them graduated quickly. So uh, they needed people to, to work on. I was like, Oh, I'll do it. That's going to help them, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I did. And slowly not, well, not, I can't even say it was slowly from, it, it was from one to person to another, my story was coming out and I, and I knew of these stories, they were always with me but I had solved them. They weren't Mm. bothering me anymore. Right. 
Well, that's a lie that really I, they were still affecting my decisions in my life. There was not, everything was miserable. Not everything was taken, taking up space based on it, but I was making decisions based on trauma. There were things that I was or was not doing based on trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, finally, my final coach was, um, her name is Ramona and, um, she, we were talking and I had these three stories. One was the molestation from the guy. The mm-hmm. second one was me in this red coat and, um, at, with the guy that puts his arm around me while my dad is there. And then, um, one, oh, and then my father pulling a gun out and threatening to shoot my mother. And I'm sitting on her lap, protecting her from being, sh- from being killed with this, the, with this gun. And I'm like, I'm the one who's protecting my mom, you know, and I finally realized that even that's why I never told my dad, I, I wanted to believe that he would kill the guy that had molested me, but that wasn't how he was. That's, that was not how he was dealing with his life. He was dealing with alcohol and he, he wouldn't have had the ability to protect me Mm -hmm. and protected me the day that I, and I never told him that this guy had molested me. He asked me to be still with the guy with the coat. And then with my mom, I'm protecting her and he's talking about shooting her. And it all, it all came out in this conversation. And we started doing GTR, which as you know, it's not talk therapy, mm-hmm. We're really working through anger mm-hmm. and feelings. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hid, I never let anyone know that I was angry with them ever. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't want to rock any boot, boats yeah. and it was hard for me to let go of it and be serious yeah. and, and deal with the pain. But I did. And I said, if I, sorry to interrupt, but I uh-huh. just, just for our listeners, cause they don't know anything about GTR. Right, so. Right that it's really working with the body is that, you know, our trauma goes down into our bodies and that's where we hold it. And then we often will have all kinds of, you know, sort of physical symptoms. Right. Um, and, but don't recognize often that it's related to our traumas. And so we, with most therapies, this is, you know, and, and there's lots of therapy. I mean, I'm a therapist, so hello, there's lots of things that work, um, but we concentrate on the mind and the emotions and the, you know, here's how you release them. And what I loved about GTR is that um, you are really literally working with the body and releasing from the body. And mm-hmm. until you do that, right? So, mm-hmm. so I think that for you, that recognition of, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, things are starting to happen here in the body. Right. So continue. Well, I had, you know, in, in the, in the, in the um, empowerment coaching, I wrote all the letters to my mother and my father and why I'm Mm -hmm. mad and what I'm angry about. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. did all of that and, and, and perhaps that helped to some extent, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until GTR that I, 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 I call, I, oh, it's almost like a miracle to me because I was a, you know, I was a person who didn't want to show anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't want to right. lose anybody. And, and with, with a coat, with a, with a practitioner, you're able to do that. Like I, and literally, I mean, it just came up out of me. I, I, I can't explain it any other, other way than that, because the result of this is that I have lost 125 pounds. 
without exercise, without um, watching my being on a diet. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not eating better. I know I'm eating better. I'm like, I would have never, like the other day I brought home, um, King, Kim, Tree, Kim, Tree, Kim, 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 which yeah, I grew yeah. up in, which I grew up with in Hawaii, but I huh. would have never bought that as a right. treat. I would have bought a candy bar. It's like, you know? it almost sounds like intuitively your body is going, you know what? I want you to be good to me and mm-hmm. to give me things that are nourishing me. Yep. And now that it has released all the things that were keeping you, mm-hmm. you know, kind of heavy and, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't mean just physically, like just feeling yeah. heavy. Um, yeah. So say more about that. And there was, a, there were a couple other traumas that you had talked to me about. Um, well, one was after kind of the GTR, the, your, mm-hmm. your accident. Um, mm-hmm. And I do want you to talk about that, but there was another physical assault. I was, I was raped in college. A man broke into my house um, on my birthday. Um, my girlfriend and I had gone out for, um, for drinks. We loved it. You know, we were drinking, we were in college and she owned the house, her and her husband owned the house. And I rented this small little cottage from them. And it was, um, it was uh, spring, so it was kind of not too hot. It wasn't. It was wasn't warm enough yet. So I propped up all my windows to let some air in because they didn't have the regular screens on yet. And this man came in through a, a window while I was, and I, I had just gone to bed and I was taking care of a dog. And um, he came up to me at my bed and said he was going to rape me. And he basically did did it um, raped me and, um, wanted me to, um, you know, um, suck on him. I don't know if there's mm-hmm. a ner- name for that, but I'm not thinking about it right now. That's okay. And, um, I, I was so afraid to look at him cause I thought he was going to kill me and I didn't want to die. And, um, so I wouldn't look. And then he sat and drank a beer while I was sitting there laying there with this pillow again on, on my face. And then he asked me to, um, get up and go to, into the bathroom. And I got in, he got, he made me get in the shower and he said, you can't get out, out of there for about an hour. Well, he left and I got out and um, went next door to my friend's house and they called the police. And, and, and here's the thing in college, I wasn't, I wasn't um, promiscuous, but I, but sex was a very strong part of my relationship because sure. that was the only thing that I could, I think looking back now, it was my way of still protecting myself. They didn't have to know me as a person. I mean, they did, I, I dated, but I wasn't going to marry anybody. And I wasn't going to get into a situation that, that, that I wasn't in control of. Right. So I became really good at sex. <laughs> so, so, um, I mean, this is so all related to my whole life. Um, so that's the way that I handle things. Right. So when I got raped, I, 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 I'm sure there were probably some of my friends that didn't think it really happened. Mm. I'm sure of it. No one really said anything and people were very supportive and helpful. And, but, but I'm sure if I were to look back, there were probably some people, I, well, I know the two people that I, that I was renting from, uh, the place from the, 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 um, the, the husband said to the police officer, are you sure this is, this really happened? And, and they said, there's no way it didn't we know that she was raped. They knew it. Mm-hmm. And, but yet, you know, he questioned it. And then my mother years later, um, she wasn't sure if it was legitimate or true. She goes, maybe it didn't really happen. And, um, and so there were all these things happening that were, 
kind of pulling me down, constantly pulling me down. And so I stayed in that space. I continued drinking. I continued meeting men to date um, after college when I, I moved up here to be closer to my family. But I was this wild child that wasn't going to face her demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that. And so when I, when I started going into therapy and I, you know, all talk things, you know, I would tell the story and mm. sometimes I felt like I was on stage, you know, telling them the mm. story and I could change it if I wanted to, I could say, I'm okay. I could, I even went to a psychiatrist, you know, and, and, um, it just, you know, I, and then I'd take medication and, and, and then I was drinking. And, um, and so finally the next tap is I met my husband and my husband was extremely shy and was very kind to me. Okay. And, and he wasn't interested in sex. Mm. And I thought he was really caring for me. So we got married. Well, he had sexual problems. And I, we, I fell in love with him and we loved each other and we cared for each other, but really he was not the person that I needed in my, you know, he wasn't, but I was in the relationship and we were married and I got into this, into church and understanding my relationship with God. And and so it kept leading me in all these different places. And I was there for my husband. He died four years ago. And I was like, he needed me because he didn't have any family to help and take care of him. And, and that was my job. That was my role at that time. And so I, I loved on him and he loved, he loved me. We had a great relationship otherwise than other than that one thing, Mm -hmm. but it was hard for me. And, and what happened was he was not brave enough to tell me why he couldn't. Mm. And I blamed myself. Yeah. And I continued to gain weight. Mm. And so by the time he died, I was at, I think 360, 370, something like that. And I had, um, I had, I had had, um, gastric, gastric, gastric bypass. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gained, I lost weight when I first had it, but then I just kept eating. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got back up to 360 and continued to be there. And mm-hmm. so, um, after he died and my friends were talking to me about coaching and I wanted to get on the road and all this other stuff, I was starting to understand who I was Yeah. and I was not upset that I was married to my husband. I loved him deeply and he loved me. And I know that. And, but it was, this was a new chapter, a totally new chapter. And I decided to go at, go at it in that way. And one mm-hmm. of the things I wanted to do over in soon was to get a, I wanted a van and I wanted to travel across the country when I retire and live out of this van. So when COVID hit, I took, I rented a car and I went to visit my sister who lives in, 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 um, Idaho. And I drove up to, to her from the North. And then I came back on the South and the whole trip was just me. And talk about, talk about, your life and your thoughts and your, uh, and your understanding and beginning to really enjoy who you are. I was able to have that conversation with myself and experience this life because of what I'd been through with GTR. I don't know that I, I saw the connection at that moment, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I was a different person. Like I was, I was this person who's, who wanted her inside that her inside was working and she wanted her outside to match. 
Right. So my first experience was um, learning how to kayak and I was still heavy at that time. And um, that was two years ago. I mean, I was, I was getting weighed off, but I was still a much bigger than I am now. And um, I got in, I, I, oh, I got a bigger canoe. I mean, not a canoe, a kayak. I got one that seats two because I was worried I wouldn't fit in. And the guy mm-hmm. was, I went up to the guy and I told him what I was worried about. And he said, okay. And he gave me, he switched it around, like turned it around and I could sit in the back and run this, this, this kayak. And mm-hmm. I loved it. I was like, Oh my God, I love mm-hmm. this. I got to do it again. I got to do it again. And so we did it again. And, and, um, you know, everything that I was worried about, like, could I get down into, cause I have problems with my, with my legs and the things that I thought would happen, like, what if I fall or what if I can't get in? And I checked everything and I tried every, you know, I looked at all the places where we're getting in when we're getting out and, and my family was going to be there to help me get out. And if anything happened, you know, I, they were, they were there to help but I did it. I, I was able oh. to get in and get out and do it. And it was amazing. And how empowering is that? It, it, it was like right? an opening, it was op- opening my life to yeah. who I was. Yeah. And, um, and it just, everything that has happened since has been me, my body and my healthy place, this healthy place that I'm in. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in what I call my future self. Like I'm not totally done. And so I'm just moving along and I'm learning about, you know, like how friends can hold you can, you know, certain friends, if they don't know you very well, they can't, they see it the old way. They, they, Mm. they are coming from that place of trauma and right. I'm not, but yeah. you can't always have that conversation with someone, you know, you can't tell them you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to figure it out for themselves in some ways. And it has been such a, so such a release, um, and a, a peacefulness and a, um, acceptance and love, a true love for myself. Yeah. I truly, there truly. I truly love who I am and I don't need anybody in my life to make me love my, to, to make me feel loved more. And so, um, can you, cause you said something so interesting to me, mm -hmm. um, the word release, Mm -hmm. because it's like, once you released the trauma from your body, the, uh, deep emotions that had been living in there your, your weight. And I want you to just touch on that is how absolutely naturally your weight just literally released from your body. Mm-hmm. When, when uh, I had that, when I had the first release after the, the session, I felt lighter, but I hadn't lost any weight, mm-hmm. but I felt lighter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is really weird, you know? And then, um, I, in fact, when I had the, when I had the stroke, um, they, I was in the hospital and then I was in rehab and this was, our listeners don't know that story yet. So can you talk about that? Sure. I, I I had, sure. I I had a stroke. Um, I don't like to call it that because it makes me feel really old, but (laughs) apparently you're not old only with strokes, but I had a vein in my head that I had was born with that exploded while I was driving. And I hit a, 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 the side of the road and then I came out, I missed my exit and then I went down another exit and it took me right in front of a, um, a gas station and I hit a truck. 
but I was now in a place where there are lots of people. My original um, place was a dark side road that to to get to my house that I always went on. And this was in the middle of everywhere. And um, the police came up and they said, have you been drinking? And I said, no, I mean, I was, everything was fine. And I said, no, I've, I was driving and, you know, and then all of a sudden when you have a stroke, the blood goes into your head and you can't, you can't um, see, feel, talk, do anything. So they took me to the hospital and I was in the hospital for seven days. And then they took me to um, rehab for two weeks. And every doctor kept saying to me, you're not eating enough food. I'm like, what? I'm like, yes, I am. You know, and I'm so used to eating so much, but I'm eating exactly what my body's telling me to have. They said, you need to have at least 1200 calories a day to, to keep your heart, your brain mm-hmm. and everything yeah, working. And I was like, function, yeah. I was like, really? And so it was like a whole new, a new situation for me. So once I got out, I wasn't working out because I was survive. I was getting, I couldn't walk. I was mm-hmm. on a roll, a walker. And, and then I was on a walk, a rock waiter, you know, the ones that roll. And mm-hmm. then I was walking with a cane. And so I wasn't exercising at all. And the weight was just coming off, literally falling away. And, and I, and I was thinking about what I was eating and I was making sure I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I didn't need chocolate and I didn't need, Mm -hmm. I didn't need anything to drink, but water. I was always been primary. Once I quit drinking, I was only drinking water most of the time or or tea. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't going into places just to eat Mm -hmm. and just everything just started falling into place. And so I guess it's my own, my own body going, we're doing this diet. You know, I yeah. don't know. Or, or uh, you were just literally eating to nourish your body. Yes, exactly. You didn't need anything over and above that, which is right. beautiful because yeah. this is how we're supposed to be. And right. you can have your treats and, you know, if you want it, but you, mm-hmm. what you're saying, what I'm hearing is you didn't even want it. It was just like, nope, I'm just putting foods in that my body seems to know this is what it needs. So, well, just- and I, I bought thing. I bought foods that I, first I had to start with foods that I didn't have to make because I couldn't. Um, and so I'd buy, you know, TV dinners and things, and I had to have something that had fish in it, or, mm. you know, I had, I had to have things that were easy to cook, but so I was really thinking about what I wanted to eat. I mm. wasn't doing meatloaf. My family was big on meat and potatoes. Mm. I'm not, I didn't eat, I didn't want any potatoes. I didn't want, I want, I wanted salad. I wanted vegetables. My body wanted a lot of water, um, vegetables, fruit. And, you know, like if you do keto, you can't have certain fruits. You can yeah, only have these yeah. fruits. And, right. and I was like, but I want those big, um, oranges. And so I just got whatever, um, whatever my body said it wanted. That, that's you literally, were, yeah. You were so in tune with it. This is yeah. what I love about this process and I and what I love that you're such an amazing illustration of it mm-hmm. is that when we release all the stuff right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it keeps us you know stuck and uh and not paying attention so mm-hmm. most importantly I think because you made that conscious decision maybe it wasn't conscious in the beginning but it's like I love myself no matter what I don't need it externally fed mm-hmm. right I can feed myself mm-hmm. what I need right including the food and so your body was like yeah we got this you're hearing me now mm-hmm. you know it's like that numbness goes away of mm-hmm. um not really paying attention and listening 
right? right? Because you don't often, you know, uh, not for everybody, but often I think it's because you don't think you're worthy enough mm -hmm. or you don't stop long enough to think, am I worthy of this? Right. right. And I'll yeah. tell you, I'm still a work in progress. There are some areas where I'm still <laughs> that there's uh, like when it comes to men, cause I want to date, you know, yeah. I, I sometimes find myself going back into my old way of thinking. And yeah. that's when I use the GTR to heal. I'm like, okay, well, I know this isn't the old me. That's not who I am anymore. So I'm going to do the GTR to figure it out. And, um, and I think that's the beauty of GTR as well, is that once you learn the process, it's all yours. Yeah. It's not like you have to go to somebody else to do it again. Yeah. You can, and there's can times when you want step. to, where you need, you yeah. know, but but you have these tools for yourself and yeah. to, to get through it. And then, and, and that's one of the reasons why I get on the phone with all of the new um, coaches as well, because I'm still learning and I'm, you know, you said I'm much farther along from you, but that's not true. I'm mm. in this process of learning about myself so that I can be a better practitioner too. Mm -hmm. And then you learn about other things that people are doing too. Like, like I was for the longest time, I was never really good at journaling. This was before GTR, but I started, I got a book and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I sat and I wrote until I was done with this, this book, because I was buying all these journals and I was only writing like the first three pages yeah. and I would stop. And so I finally said, if I'm going to, if this is really important, I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then I got into, um, to, um, meditation, which I was terrible at terrible. But as we started doing the, the, um, the, uh, the body, you know, the body, I was not good at hearing my body. I didn't think, mm. but my body said, I do, you know, the body said, well, we're going to do it for you. Right. But now right. I want to get to the point where I understand it. Like I understand when my, it's my brain thinking versus my stomach thinking, you know, the yeah. middle part or my lower part and how those all affect decisions and help you with making decisions in all the different areas of your life. And so I'm constantly learning more and thinking, wow, I, it, to me, it's almost like a baby learning to walk everything, even buying new clothes. I'm, I've had to buy new clothes now twice. Wow. I, I, I dropped so much weight the first round that I had to go from down to a, a four, like between a 13 and 14. And just recently now I'm between a one and a two X. And I'm like, ah, I'm spending all this. <laughs> you know, like, I want to be able to wear it for a longer period of time, but I no, but no, I don't. I'm okay. Right. You know, and yeah, so you yeah. just, yeah. it's just all these things that are like, like, like walking for the first time in every way. Yeah. And, and you know, because you're with, a totally different person now. Oh, to totally. I, right. I'm, I am my truest self though. This is who yes. I was born to be. Yes. Yeah, it, and, you know, and I, I think that's what's so beautiful about all of this is that, um, you know, we we're all born without all the stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, you know, trains of thought of you bringing in ancestral traumas and all of that. Mm -hmm. and I get that. But, you know, typically, if you look at a little baby, like they don't have any issues, really, as long as you're right. feeding them and, you know, taking mm -hmm. care of their basic needs. And then they learn very quickly, though you know, how to even to manipulate or mm -hmm. to manipulate a situation or mm -hmm. no, I can't talk, you know, even as very young children as you did, mm -hmm. you know, I can't talk about that. I can't tell them that because mm -hmm. then, you know, they're going to be upset. They're going to be angry. They're, right? Mm -hmm. right. And so we learn to become the people that we think 
the people in our lives want us to us be. To be. Yep. Whether that's at work, you become the employee that you think, you know, mm-hmm. personality wise, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about the actual doing of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think when you have released as much as you have released, um, it's like, it's almost kind of like it feels for me like you have gotten to your core for sure, mm-hmm. of who you really are. But I love the analogy that you used. It's like I'm a baby learning everything all over again because mm-hmm. you kind of are. Oh, yeah. Right? I, even shoe size. <laughs> yeah. And also my relationships at work. I've here's one thing I when when I was working from trauma, I kept my business and my personal life separate. So at work, I was doing everything I could to help women grow and be successful and all these things. But I wasn't. I was doing it and it, I was successful at it, but it really wasn't coming from my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was, but it wasn't um, at my, with my truest self. So now adding that onto it, like being my truest self, my ability to help other people is even stronger. And my relationships, like with my boss, who's a, a man, I can have fun with the conversation. I don't have to act like he's the boss and I'm the employee. Right it's, it's more of peers and conversation and the laughter and, you know, just getting to know people where they are. And it's so different than thinking you have to be careful so that you don't walk on any, anybody's territory, or you say the wrong thing, because you're going to say whatever you're going to say, you're going to say from your heart. That's right. And it's, and it's, um, it's so um, releasing. I mean, (laughs) It really is. It's, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have, even with, with meeting men, I don't have to play the game to get them mm-hmm. to like me. Right. I'm happy with who I am. And right. if you come into my space, you're going to bring something to the relationship, but it's not going to make or break me. Correct. And it's not going to be the thing that I need to, to be happy. And you don't feel like you have to change anything about yourself to nope. suit what they want and need. No. Nope. And I'll tell you, that funny, is amazing. I'll tell you a funny, a funny story. Cause at first I was a little hep- apprehensive, right? Cause people are going to look at you. Right. And I was a big woman and, um, and, and still, I'm still a large woman, but I'm not as large as I was. And it doesn't really matter to me. But when I first joined, um, match.com, my girlfriend of mine told me I should try mm-hmm. yes, that. Yes. And I put just my face right mm-hmm. now. It's me with makeup, without makeup, it's me in messy clothes, dressed up, thin, big. I don't care. And I don't care. I don't care if, in fact, it's almost like a test of my own ability. I don't even care if a man comes and says, I'm interested in getting to know you. Like, so I'm having a great time. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to love on myself (laughs) by putting my pictures out and saying, Hey, I love who I am. And so it's just, it's, it's <laughs> amazing. Oh my gosh, I am so sad because we do have to end for okay. today. No problem. And I just want to point out though, because and hopefully Isabella will, you know, listen to this. And and I think it's no accident she calls this gentle trauma release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes, right? yes, that's because true. Yeah. Really, everything you've been saying is about releasing and releasing all this stuff that weighs us down literally you know in some mm-hmm. cases um but certainly very very figuratively it keeps us weighed down and feeling mm-hmm. heavy and 
And so this has been an amazing conversation and we will definitely do it again. Um, I want you to, because you are now working with people with gentle trauma release and empowerment mm -hmm. coaching. Um, I'd love for you to tell our listeners how they can connect with you and find you. Well, I have to tell you because of, um, because of my accident, I haven't really been doing a whole lot of coaching. I have a few people that I'm helping, but I've had some new people reaching out to me now. Um, and so my, my site is the one with GTR practitioners slash Taryn Moore, okay. uh, but I'm creating a business called barefoot woman Academy, which will have courses and, um, and, uh, one-on-ones and all kinds of things, but that's a little bit bigger and that's not up and running yet. I'm going to, I've got a uh, online course that I'm going to develop. And, you know, I, as I just was saying to somebody the other day, because, um, I went to a woman's conference and, um, a, a woman heard what I do was doing. And she asked me if I could help her father, his father, her father's dealing with a lot of anxiety. And I said, absolutely, you know, 100%, but I really do spend most of my time with women, helping women, um, and, and I'm really, apparently I'm really good with my nieces and nephews because <laughs> <Yeah, that's good. laughs> I said, aunt Taryn, you really listen to us. You really uh -huh. pay attention to who we are. You don't just give us rules. And, and, um, so, uh, that's kind of the, 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 the way that I coach. And I, I tell people that talk to me that they should go on to the GTR and they should read about all the people that are currently mm -hmm. up there because I yeah. may not be the right, right person for them. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, that's I, a really good point. I will put that. And for those of you that are, because many of my listeners are driving, walking, doing other mm -hmm. things when they listen, um, I will have all of this in the show notes. You're also on social media. Mm -hmm. um, is it okay for people to sure, connect with you through social I, I'm, media? I'm, I'm at Taryn Moore Pyle, P-Y-L-E. And I also have a site called Worth Her Weight. That's a um, just a, a, a site of women who, who, anybody can be on it. It doesn't have to be people dealing with weight, but that's what it was built for is it was. And the, my is plan is on yes, uh, Facebook. That's a, okay. that's a page on Facebook. I okay. had a site, but I have brought that one down and I'm working on developing my, my practice through the GTR site. But like I said, I, I would recommend reading what other, what people are mm -hmm. saying in their site and you'll find the one that's right for you. And it might be me. And if it was, I would love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if it's somebody else, I'm just as happy for you because it's going, it works amazingly. And yeah. Um, yeah. I can't say enough. I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about Isabella. I just, mm -hmm. um, yeah. she just is amazing. amazing. And you can mm -hmm. learn more about Isabella when you go to the GTR site as well. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much, Taryn. This has really, really been a beautiful conversation. Thank and you for having me. I have to tell continued. you, I've got to tell you, I've been getting chills, like, you know, um, like, oh. um, things yep. like Angel this chills, is, I call yeah, them. like it's the perfect, yeah. the, you know, the, the perfect connection. So I really feel that you gave and gave me space and supported me through this. And I really appreciate it. And I hope I can do the same for you. Thank you for sure. <laughs> Thanks again. And listeners, please, um, you know, check out um, Gentle Trauma Release. I will, as I said, have all of that on there. And for sure, if you uh, resonated with Taryn at all, please connect with her. She's a beautiful soul. Thanks again. I'd love, love to talk to anybody. Very good to see you, Leah. Thank you so much. You are most welcome. Bye for now. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. 
If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now.